0: Once again, it's the AR Podcast with your hosts, Angelo Gingerelli and Rodney C. from GardenStateHipHop.com. Rodney, what's going on, man? I'm cool, man. I'm feeling good. We got two great
1: guests in the house tonight. I'm We're excited, man. To pop.
0: We have just about half of one of my favorite group in Jersey Shore, all, all Top. All Top. If, you, if you've seen them live, you definitely remember that. If you've seen Skateboard Kids rocking their merch, you probably remember that. They got a sick logo that they really do a good job with. And uh, if you hear the music up on YouTube, SoundCloud, whatever it is, it's definitely memorable. Something a little bit different than we had in the show before. It's the first time with a whole group in here, which I'm pretty excited for. How about you?
1: Yeah, man, it's going to be a dope interview, man. I've been vibing out to the music all week. Talented dudes in here. The instrumentals are crazy. The sound is just very unique and interesting, and I can't wait to talk to them about it.
0: No doubt, it's definitely it's more than music It's a movement at this point It's t-shirts, it's video, it's visual, it's photography It's really doing some cool stuff man. We can get into those guys in just a minute But before we get rolling for Rodney I got a question of the week as you ever start the show and This one's a little, a little complicated So I'll explain it there's a meme going around the internet right now that asks, "What was the best decade for hip-hop?" And it's got the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, yet. and today. So you look at the 70s column, and it's got you know Grandmaster Flash and Sugar Hill Gang. Look at the 80s; it's, it's Run-D.M.C., Rock Rockin', Big Daddy Kane. Mm-hmm. 90s is Nas, Tupac, Biggie. Uh, 2000s is like, like Eminem, Nelly, that that you know, that age group. And in the 2010s, <laughs> it's got a, a roll of like garbage cans and dumpsters and like, dumpsters <laughs> on fire. Mm-hmm. So. I I don't agree with that. I know you don't agree with that. If we agreed with that, we wouldn't be doing the show, correct? Right, I agree. But here's my question. Out of this decade, which whoever made that meme thinks is just straight trash, who's on that list 10, 20 years from now, from right now? Who do we remember and who are we still talking about in, say, 2037 instead of 2017? Um... I think Drizzy is going to be here for a long time. I, I think there's no way you can move units like him and impact our culture like him and not be remembered. He's Michael Jackson of this of this decade. Anymore. Right. Um. You got to put Kanye in
1: there. Would when, you put when did Con- College Dropout came out in 2003. 2003 or four? Right. I was in eighth grade when that album came out.
0: See, I would yeah. definitely put Kanye in the 2000s. Right. I don't know if you put him in two thousand tens. His output okay. in two thousand tens is My Dark Beautiful Twisted Fantasy, which is fire. Right. Best right. album in a decade, arguably, right? Then he got Watch the Throne, which is good. Then he got "Jesus and the Life of Pablo, which okay. I guess happened, right? But the second half of this decade to me, he's definitely more last decade than me, his best work. Okay. Um and then what, what were we where are we going with that? Um for this decade. Who else you got? J. Cole. No doubt. E- um, easily. I think He's kind of a weird one too, who got to me got stronger as the decade went mm-hmm. on. His first couple real albums, I don't think were as strong as the mixtapes. Right. But then 2014, Forest Hills Drive, and uh, this new one for her, for Your Eyes Only, I think just killed to me. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um. Also, I think I would put Rose in there. Rose, you know, he was signed to Slip and Slide mm-hmm. in the early 2000s, but I think he really caught his wave around like 09, 2010. Right, when, and definitely um, introduce Meek was that, Mill, Teflon Wale. Down. Absolutely. You know, you got the um, Albert Anastasia EP that dropped. That was dope. BMF, you know, and that's when Maybach Music really started to take off around 2009, 2010. So if I can fit him in there, I would like to add Rosé. I think Sean will be here. Do you going to pick Sean? I think Sean will be here. I really think he's doing what we wanted Mace to do before Mace decided to step away from the rap game okay. and I think he has a little bit more flavor than Mace had you know in I terms of that. like um, his presence his aura his swag if you still want to use that term and then yo he he could just rap his ass off yeah no question on those um Kendrick absolutely Kendrick Lamar will be here schoolboy well I think that may that might be an artist we, we still remember
0: in another 10 15 years Um, I'm going to put one in there that you might disagree with I'm not sure, but I'm going to explain why I think Wiz is in there, Wiz Khalifa And here's why I don't think he's a great rapper His music isn't for me Mm -hmm. But history has proved one thing And that's if you can link into that stoner community You're good forever like, the Grateful Dead still sell out shows, and Jerry Garcia's been dead for 20 years. I'm afraid with people who see like <laughs> Cypress Hill in 2017, like Black Sunday dropped last week. they then is, Storner's, man, they don't remember what happened, like, two days ago, but they remember, like, years ago, like, I think I got that winning, man. And then, uh, a couple other ones, I'm going to throw uh, One that I thought of on my own. I think Run the Jewels definitely stays around. I think they're the, almost the public enemy of this decade. And the crazier the political, I like that comparison. The crazier the political climate gets, the more their music is is becoming more popular and becoming more necessary. So I think as much as I think we can argue what's going on politically around isn't great in this country, it's it's fueling them to make some great albums, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put Big Crit on there. I think. You gotta represent the South in some capacity. And he's had either a big mixtape or a big dope. album every year of this decade. Nobody yeah. else has done it. He ain't taking a yeah. year off this decade. And the other one I'm gonna put in there, and this might spark an argument at the table, I think Nikki's in there.
1: I think Nikki should be in there too. That's fair. Okay, good. And it's not many
0: female MCs that are really doing their thing. My, my argument against Nikki, and I thought of this the other day when I was listening to Black Barbies, right? Her mm-hmm. remix of the Big Race Shremlin record, uh, Black Beatles. She can rap her ass off Nobody that listens to hip hop Can argue that Right mm-hmm. I think being physically attractive Hurts her argument in this Cause we, we For some reason We can't say A really beautiful woman Is also a great rapper I think mean, if she looked like Young M.A. She'd be on everybody's list But the problem is She's spitting bars Wearing lingerie And we don't know how to process that do you think I mean Kim Kim was doing that In the 90's though Right But is Kim On your top 90's Rappers list like as an icon, as an album cover, as a girl, yeah, for yes. sure. as a great rapper, I don't no, I don't know if she's on no, that. No, no, no. She wouldn't be in that conversation. Um so yeah, I think I think Nikki with the big pop records and the fact she's done records from the best in the game and murdered them on their I mean, tracks. Yeah,
1: she bodied uh she bodied Jay, she bodied Yeah and Ross on that monster song. Right. She's she gotten Drake and Wayne a couple that.
0: times, right? Yeah. More than once, gotten those two guys who are both in our conversation this decade um that's one of those you know i normally think being physically attractive is a plus in anything you want to do in life except for this argument it's probably the only yeah. one thing think of where somebody.
1: you didn't mention though how do you feel about asap rocky being
0: on that okay i think almost what i think about whiz a little bit that the movement is going to be something to talk about 20 years from now right Okay. If musically Or as a rapper He's still part of This conversation I don't know I think there's a chance okay. I think I think his first album Was great the, his, first, his first mixtape Was fire The first real album Was great But there were so many Guest appearances on it There mm-hmm. were songs where he was by far The worst MC to me yeah. right? And then the second one I thought was really good again So I think if he keeps His streak alive For another couple of years He's definitely part Of the conversation um, But I think he's got to do it A couple more times
1: Okay yeah, I'm not mad at that. For the listeners, um, there's a track on ASAP Rocky's debut album called One Train. I think we got Joey Badass on that, Yellow Wolf, Action Bronson, and I think there's Kendrick. Crit- Kendrick crit- is on so that, one. And so is Big Chris on
0: there. He's the last Chris, Chris was on there. Yeah. That? yeah. The okay.
2: Person. Can I jump in on this one? I was just yeah. talking about this the other day. What's up? It's Parker, everybody. From Off Top. From off top. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to step right out after this. I just want to say the best verse on that. in My personal opinion was the Big Chris verse, and I'll, I'll be back a little bit later.
1: I think I confused Chris's voice with Yellow Wolf. Okay, that's Yellow Wolf. Yeah. Danny Brown's. On oh, it Yellow
0: Wolf is on. Okay, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: So I was right then.
0: Oh yeah, you you everybody you said was right. You left off. Uh, I think Danny Brown, and Danny Brown. were also on okay. it. And uh, that, that's that's such an amazing track to me. It came out the very top of 2013, mm-hmm. and it almost like foretold the future. Like everybody on that, maybe take Yellow Wolf off, but everybody else on that became a massive star <laughs> the next year. Right, I agree. Um, there's not too many tracks like that. So that's, what, that, that's my favorite track on the album, definitely. And that, unfortunately, that's another one where ASAP Rocky himself is not the star. It's everybody else and ASAP Rocky, and it's his album. I think maybe he should have went a little harder at that.
1: Yeah, possibly. yeah, he could have. That's kind of like Wale when he dropped Beautiful Bliss. Yeah. J. Cole bodied him on the track. If you guys ever listen to that for the listeners out there, um,
0: or definitely Kendrick on Control. Yeah. That it's got it's got it's on Big Sean's album. It's got a verse by Jay Electronica, and nobody cares because after Kendrick's verse, it's all irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, man, I think that's a good place to end that conversation. What do we got? Who we talked about some of the best biggest stars this decade already. Rod C, what do you got for our Garden State Hip Hop Spotlight Artist of the Week? Who's next to be on this list? After I got shows?
1: um Shotgun Chug out of Newark, New Jersey, Brick City South Ward, stand up. He was on um, Hot 97, the Funkmaster Flex show. He did a freestyle a few days ago, bodied it, went in for about four minutes straight. Just, you know, that gritty Exus County, Newark, New Jersey stuff that we like to hear. You know, he's a guy from the battle rap scene, probably one of the biggest battle rappers in Jersey, aside from Arsenal the Rebel, that really established himself on that platform. So um, shout out to Shotgun Shug and everybody in Newark, you know, making noise in hip hop. And uh, shout out to Funk Flex for giving New Jersey artists an opportunity. I think before Suge went on, he had Sue Surf on, who's up north, who's from up north as well. So um, shout out to Flex and everybody at Hot 97. I know we got Marissa Mendez in there. She's from Jersey. We got Scotty Beam up at Hot 97. We got Drewski. A lot of Jersey people are working at Hot 97 and giving our artists opportunities. So shout out to them.
0: No doubt, man. Good to see Jersey Art's breaking through where hip-hop lives and other big radio stations in the area. <laughs> That's always great. And uh, without further ado, Rodney, we're going to bring our guest on, man. You ready for these guys? Let's get it. Off Top. We have just about half of Off Top. Uh, guys, introduce yourself. Tell us your names. Tell us where you're from and wh- you know, what you've been up to these last couple weeks. What up? My name is Parker Cesar. <laughs>
3: You wanna, you just go. Like, do your thing first. <laughs> all right. uh, ice cream.
1: ice cream Eric is sitting right here with his jacket on. He's a little nervous, man. Like, we, we told him to cool out. He's sitting here with his hands in his pocket. It's all good, though. Like
0: he, you <laughs> not, he, ice Cream Eric is dressed. He's going to have to run out of here as soon as possible when we get off the mic.
2: Ice Cream Eric is always, he's got ice in his veins. That's why he has to keep his jacket on.
0: Um... And, and who's not here tonight? Who's with the crew that's not here? Because I've seen you guys live a couple times, so I'm going to talk about it. I know it's a, it's a bigger crew than just two guys, so who are we missing tonight? It's about five of us in the
2: squad. We got Gnarly Nonsense, who's not here. He's out waiting tonight. He's, not, he's working. And uh, Matty Green, who um, is, ha- has the devil's hangover. He didn't go to bed until noon this morning. He just came from AC. And hopefully he wants some fucking MacBook money. You hear me, Green? There's a reason you're not here. <laughs> yeah. Also, you owe me money, baby. I need that. All right, And Adam Lovely's not here. I'm sure he's undoubtedly got some shit going on. But uh, yeah. if you hear this, Lovely, we're here for you.
0: Nice, man. So we're going to get into it with two, two of the guys from Off Top. Unfortunately, the other three couldn't be with us tonight, but we'll get them on a future episode. That's definitely. Yeah, but uh, where, g- give us your backgrounds. Let's start with, with Parker, and then we'll go to Ice Cream Error. Kind of give us your backgrounds when you get into hip-hop as a fan, and then when does that transition from I like listening to this music to I want to make this music? The first time I ever... Heard Nas rap.
2: It was the first time I ever smoked weed. And that's cheap as fuck because I don't smoke weed anymore or anything like that. I miss smoking weed, but it gives me anxiety or whatever. Uh, but I heard It Ain't Hard to Tell by Nas, and I was super duper. I feel like I had, everybody like, 14, started with 15. that track. That's yeah. such a good song. And I was like, yo, this is amazing. And then like a week or two later, one of my buddies, Stan, who's actually Eric's neighbor, who had, that's how I met Eric, mm-hmm. was like, yo, let's make rap music. Like, Stan said that? Yeah, he was like, "You, me and Anthony Potter, there were." he was like, you guys will be the rappers and I'll be the DJ. And this is like me at 16, 15, and so I just started rapping. And what year is this? This is, gotta be like 20, 2009, mm-hmm.
0: 2010. So in one week, you heard Nas rap. You got high for the first time, and you started making records. Yeah, it's a hell of a week, man. It was a good. Two. It was super super a good week. Powerful. Yeah, it was
1: a very good week. Eric,
0: yeah. what's your story, man? How do you get into this, in this culture? Um, Ice cream, Eric.
1: Shit. Um,
3: I don't know. Yeah, Stan, my neighbor, just kind of like showed me a lot. From because I wasn't really, I don't know, I didn't really listen to music. It was weird. My parents weren't like super into like music as like a family kind of. You know what I mean, like. All the albums we have in my house are like greatest hits and shit like that. So he like showed me some some rap, like just normal, like I don't even know. He would show me like Bone Thugs and like old '90s hip hop, which wow. I don't really listen to now. Like I'm not really a f- too big of a fan, which is a very controversial thing. This doesn't play, ring but. a no, bell. I mean, it is, but like I do I like. like
0: and at your guys' age, why would you like music that's ten years older than you at this point? You right. know, what yeah, I I, I get it. I mean, I
3: like it. Like I, you know, what I mean, I have. like all i have a lot of that music still in my head and like on my computer but like it was it was shown to me like that's how i that's how i got into it and then i mean i downloaded fruity loops i think junior year or sophomore year of high school with Stan, we both downloaded Fruity Loops illegally, like everyone. I was else just in the about world. to say, everyone got crack version. If you, I don't, if
0: you don't know anyone actually bought Fruity Loops. Bought sucker, Fruity Loops. <laughs> it's it's almost <laughs> wonder how they're in business. At some point, that yeah. it's like Netflix. Yeah. How do you have the technology to make this amazing platform, and not have the technology for who pays for it and who doesn't? Nah, I don't know. So I mean, <laughs> I guess
3: the like I listened to the music, and then after a while, I didn't necessarily say like I want to make beats. I was kind of just so bored. That I had free loops and I just like fucked around for a super long time. And I mean, Kid Cudi got me into, I think, just music in general. We love like, Scott. Scott. That was my first like stand that I had that I like looked up to like crazy. So
0: St- still feeling Cudi now or not as much? Okay. His new
3: album is so good.
0: Yeah, I, I heard you guys talk about that Dude. on your on your uh, SoundCloud oh shows. We'll God. talk about that in a minute. But uh, do you like his whole catalog, or your, are there a point when you kind of pull out? Because me and Rodney both agree, we early Cuddy was straight fire. Yeah, middle albums so far, and I that were not for me. And then the last one, he came back around to me. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. So, what,
3: what do you, what's your feeling I, on Cuddy's catalog? Um, well, I had like all the. I had like.
1: Uh, Did you start with the Ten Deep mixtape?
3: Uh, I. – I don't know, it, and it got all mashed up on my iTunes, okay. I have a kid named Cuddy. That's
1: what LimeWire will do. Yeah, Linewire most mashed and
3: then, up then I had to, like, transfer iTunes. them over onto my MacBook once I got it, but it was, um, I had the, a kid named Cuddy, and then it was, like, uh, what was it, kid from Cleveland, or what was it, like, something, I don't know. But uh, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, they're all, I have, like, in a bunch of, like, uh, I also had a lot of, like, Leaked songs, things like that, people put online in yeah, albums. Yeah, yeah. So like mm-hmm. that shit got mashed in there too. But yeah, I mean, I start I started with like Man on the Moon, obviously like everyone else did. But like, prior I think, to go well, ahead, no, I'll no, let you finish, I think but... I, I was gonna say if if, any, if it dropped off at any point, it's probably like right after Indicud. Fair, mm-hmm. totally fair. I mean, I think like he it. lost a lot of people. Get it. Like, yeah, he was on his own shit. He was going through.
1: His Which is shit. cool, but it's like, damn, man, like you like alienate a, a whole fan base. That's like, very you know, it's true. Weird. He, had, yeah.
2: he has so much. What's what's fascinating about that is Kid Cudi is lucky that he's going to have such longevity because, like, a lot of the rappers that come out can't do that. Can't put out two albums to completely lose. Like a, a lot of your fan base, but he has such a backing in Kanye West, and I don't, I don't know if they're still working together, whatever their relationship is, but he has such a backing, he has such an incredible cult fan base.
1: And I think he's just a very genuine guy. That's that's part you know, of it. You know, it's a lot of facades and and, and fraudulence in hip hop. But I think Cuddy is one of the more genuine artists, especially him being so open about his personal issues and his demons that he's trying to Th- conquer. Isn't that what like all of that's us? What that's what I appreciate what all of us most. of him for. Yeah. Of, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why I stuck with him for so long, and that was like the main, main reason
3: I enjoyed his music at first because. I mean, I was in only, like, eighth grade when Man on the Moon came that's out. Wow, I was Man, like, that's crazy. No, but I was like, yeah, it was like he was talking about, like, actual shit. And I was like, yeah, like, me like, too. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, until I got older, was I like, oh, shit, like, this is – pretty fucked he's going through some oh, things yeah
0: Yeah. real real quick was anybody here at the show he did in Asbury Park probably after his second album came out I guess it was yes it was Cuddy supposed was to be outside An An was An inside, An and it was inside, it, right? was, it, was inside. Yeah, it was supposed I to be outside believe... at the Stone Pony summer stage and it was a lightning storm so they moved to any convention yeah. center and I, I had liked Cuddy up in that point I was a fan myself but I had no idea how he affected young kids, that younger crowd, probably about your age, till I saw him live. Dude, the line and was so, so long. Yeah, and in pouring rain to get in the yeah. venue. And in the venue, I, I, number one, I didn't think his fan base when it was in Asbury, right? And number two, I didn't realize that emotional connection he had to probably like 12 to 16 year olds. Um, because the crowd looked like it should have been like a Backstreet Boys or In Sync or Britney was, Spears <laughs> yeah. crowd. And these kids lost their mind when he came out. I was, and I was, like you know, 16. I was a, I was a grown man at that point, and I was like. I just had no idea. Like, I, I liked his music, but didn't realize that younger generation was just, like, Kid Cuddy stands, like you guys said. At least, like, in
2: hip-hop music, before you had the Kid Cuties, before you had the Drake's, before you had the cats that were really singing and making it okay to fucking cry in the shower. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, there was no one—and I liked rap music, because I know indie rock has it, and I know all these, like, other mm-hmm. genres have the, like, emo, punk shit, whatever. But there's there was nothing in hip-hop where you'd be like, yo— my heart and you're saying exactly how i feel like mm-hmm. i'm 16 years old and i'm going through a crisis w- f- with a girl who i can't right, even remember right, her right. name at this point but it's like there was nothing for us and that's why that was like it hit so hard i think that's why
1: i like that i, I like the way you put that too now off cutting man and let's talk about off top and, and your music mm-hmm. you know and uh your start the first projects you released so tell us a little bit about that
2: the first project that ever released. We could start there. It's not on hey, the man, internet anymore, or, or as a group, or yeah, do you as want a to, group. Oh, as a group. Oh, let's a yeah, group. no. Let's not talk about yeah, yeah, yeah. me so much. Let's talk about the group. You you better do uh, that one.
0: F- All right, shit. First group. Uh, first group project was Off Top EP. Real quick, to, to cut you off for a second. When did yeah. you guys meet? What year did you guys meet? And how long was it from I'll when you met one. to be yeah, coming yeah, off yeah. top to releasing a project?
2: So Edward. I met. The honest story is that I met Tuan. Uh, Gnarly nonsense my first year of Brookdale Community College. Mm-hmm. And my sister had, like, I, I had known him when we, we all went to the same high school. Me and him went to the same high school. And I had known him, like, very, like, in passing. And my sister was like, oh, he wants to meet you, blah, blah, blah. So he just pulled up to, the, like, my house one night. We were hanging out in the basement, just like we are now. Mm-hmm. And he pulled up, and immediately I didn't like him. I was like, fuck this guy, bro. And then after, like, t- <laughs> and then after, like, 10 minutes, we'd to talk talking, we are getting to become friends and all that. So we'd say, all right, let's pick a song. We picked uh Childish Gambino's Bonfire to write over. Okay. Came back, we recorded, and then so, like, we were just started to record songs together, and it was weird, because we had come from such different, like, friend circles, and we started to get together more and more. We started, we, we were at the studio, the Circus Studios. RIP? The Circus Studios? I don't know. They were trash, but, um... <laughs> yeah, Circus Studios We do terrible. not
1: endorse that, whoever you folks are. Yeah. <laughs> don't
2: go there. New Jersey artists, just be very leery, <laughs> all right? But we were there a lot. We were playing VFWs and like six of our friends wow. who were looking us in the eyes like why would you fucking make us drive here for this for twelve dollars <laughs> like this is so the sad BFW. Parker you're wearing shorts like what <laughs> the fuck is this and then all of a sudden it was one uh, I think it was like a summer night and Eric is sitting and I had put out a, like my second project just like mixtapes at this point no, I'm sitting no 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 you no.
3: this kid handed me this kid was at we have like a field middletown day, day. in our town it's just like at a park and like all these people come out and there's like stands and shit and this Fucking kid is out selling selling mixtape mixtape for seven
1: dollars. I'm not mad at him I love the the it's My mic and I my, my, a, my audio
0: box, so bro. Can I ask you a question you guys are obviously pretty business savvy now with the way you run your online Operation, where do you come up with the price point of seven dollars? No, this, That's, well, where, that's that was where this the, was all bullshit. That was me. It was, no like, idea it, was, was it was
2: like it was like I needed. I, I was like, five is too low, ten is too high, seven is perfect, and I sold out of them. I and made, everyone was so like, you won, okay. you won, that hey, I you won. Sold exactly. Exactly. For you. Yeah, right. and that mixtape like, sucked. I dare you to try to find it on the internet. Even, it's gone. You can't even hear it's his voice it's, in it. It's bad. Yeah, it's it's not a good mixtape. But regardless, I handed him a mixtape, and then one day I'm hanging out in his basement. i have known him in passing. And we're like we had hung out a few times, There's and seven. then yeah, our Yeah, and like there was a block party or something in his neighborhood, and I'm sitting there, and he's like, yo. Your music is cool as fuck, and I didn't even think my music was cool, so I was like, I need to make music with this dude. Like he made, he's making beats. I was like, let's do this. So we started working together. He met he met uh, the Nonsense, and then like it was a little, just the three of us, yeah, it was just like, the three a of us bit, for yeah. like a for six eight months. And then we met, when we met Matt Green, we started we did our first show and it was bonkers. And now we're banned from the fucking. Uh, Brighton Bar Brighton Bar we're banned, from, we're banned from the this Brighton is, Bar This is
0: oddly enough A theme on the AR r Podcast You can hear our engineer Matt laughing in the background already You're the second consecutive guest To be banned from the Brighton Bar In Long Branch They don't can like you, rap
2: music man
0: Can you But here's the thing man I, I live pretty close there I've been in there Dozens and hundreds of times in my life And I have seen some wild Ridiculous yo, behavior dude, In the, the Brighton Bar The first time we, What did you guys do To you know, get yo, banned for no, life From listen, the Brighton Bar You know what we did
3: we made them so much money, is what we did. And yeah, we, we packed that fucking place out. We made people yeah. into that place. Wow. wow. Our first our, numbers, our, doing s- numbers. our second
2: show, we made $550 net- off of it. Our second show was 100 and. Oh, we did, like over 50, a hun- we did over 100 bulletins. 100
3: 100. 150 on we like, like fill yeah. that place, right? Like, that's part of the state. Dude, it was, was, yeah, yeah, right? was kind of crazy. We, like, I mean, that's the numbers uh, they told us from the money, but. We did nothing but that, and then we tried to book again, and they were like, no.
2: Nope. no shot. Sorry.
0: So, have you guys found another home venue to perform at? Do you have all your other well, we perform the in same,
3: perform little spots, but we it's we,
2: we don't really. I mean, if
3: you, I guess you can technically. We we've played at the Red Bank rehearsal studio, which is like... oh yeah, that's right. That I like was across like... the street from uh, the park in Red Bank. It's just like a it is a rehearsal studio, but they rent out rooms, so it's like we have to do it ourselves. But gotcha. we do. Play shows
2: well, in have.
0: some ways, there's probably some positive, that too, right? Because the, the money's all yours, the promotion's on Everything your hands, you can do whatever you, you want ex- there, right? It's expensive
2: yeah. to rent the room for the whole day, okay? It's so a little bit yeah. of an
0: investment. Yeah. I will say this about your live performance. I don't know if this is what got you banned from Brighton Bar or not, but the first time I saw you guys was at the end of 2016 at the Mean Bean restaurant in oh, downtown Tom's River. I was <laughs> there, and uh, I, I like that place a lot, man. I'm oh. a Tom's River guy, I do, I do comedy shows there once a month. I, ownership's real cool with me, but um, you guys were part of a, the No Egos hip hop showcase, right? right. Um, Shout
2: out to Chris Rockwell.
0: Yeah, Chris does a great job booking that venue. I mean, he's, he's, he really does it. He works his ass off to be everywhere all the time, it seems. But um, at one point, there was four of you that started on stage. And by the end of it, there was only one <laughs> guy on the stage. Two of you were behind me somehow. And one guy, I think it was gnarly nonsense, was on the ground on his back at my feet. Yeah. And like, I had to back up so I didn't kick him in the head while he was rapping yeah. on his back. And I was like... I don't know if this is the right venue for these guys. They might need a, something a little bigger was, to hold what they do on stage.
3: I think I got up onto, like, the counter. Yeah, like, yeah. I, was, yeah. I was
0: surrounded by, by Off Top, and I was like, I don't know if I should really be into this I'd be terrified <laughs> right now. But now that I met you guys in another environment, you seem like perfectly nice young men. And then... Uh, right after the New Year, early January 17, I saw you guys over at the Asbury in Asbury Park, Ooh, yeah. and you guys did a real cool show that benefited Project Life and some of the LGBT causes and stuff like that. It, it was a great fundraiser night. Yeah, but on that in that venue with a bigger stage and a bigger crowd and you know some lighting and stuff like that, you really you really kind of show in an environment where like oh these guys are meant to perform live and they're super energetic and they put on a great show. And I kind of I, I was a little scared by like which is the first time I saw you and the second time I saw you guys like all right now I'm a fan. i'm I'm super into this we just
2: recently had a show in brooklyn and it was like the perfect blend of what we did at the mean bean what we did at the asbury because we had fans there we had like 60 70 people come out to see us and we had a stage so it was like it was that perfect blend of people came to see us a great sound system and it was like it was there was drinks on there was drinks all there so it was it was was like a party it was amazing better than could have ever turned out big up to adrian and DJ... Uh, well, Eliza. I, Eliza, essentially yeah. Eliza. An incredible group of people.
0: Yeah. That, um, mu- so musically, safe. we kind of thought about your $7 mixtape that you yourself yeah. don't <laughs> like to listen to. Uh, we talked about how Ice Cream Eric jumped in a game. How does Off Top happen? How do you guys get together? How does, and well, Naughty
2: Nonsense and I were Off Top before anything else. It was just us two, and we were like, we'll be Off Top. Okay. And then we just started building. We just started picking people up.
0: Okay.
3: Good. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think it happened kind of naturally. He met... I, I always forget to, like... Gnarly Nonsense, yeah, he's Gnarly Nonsense. Yeah. I call him Twan, but because he, twi- me- he yeah. meant Gnarly Nonsense. Like, we were, he were, they were becoming friends same time me and Parker were becoming friends. Mm-hmm. So, essentially, like, when he linked up with, like, Ant, I linked up with him, so that Aunt
2: was, like, pretty natural, yeah. If you hear it say Ant or Twan, it's just gnarly Tuan, gnarly Nonsense.
1: Yeah. Tell the listeners a little bit about uh, a bad feeling in 2015. You better tell you, you produced that
3: shit. Yeah, all right, That that's actually, yeah, that's the first project that me and uh gnarly nonsense put out it's fully produced by me which is like something i kind of forget about a lot of the time yeah. because I, I feel like that's kind of crazy although a lot of those beats are very old like a lot of them are the fruit and weeks. it
1: sounds eclectic as hell like you have so many inspirations i have a lot in terms of production of and here you say that music wasn't it wasn't something huge in your household it's like damn like where did you get all this inspiration from you know so that's uh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, when I, I
3: guess when I started making uh, beats for those, like that was a lot of the Fruity Loop beats. So that was around like 2011, 2012, and that's when I was super. I mean, that's when I first got into like Odd Future. So I okay. guess like I don't know if that does anything. Tyler's production is like a huge inspiration, along with like M.I.A. MIA okay, like the production that like Diplo did on her like the early albums and stuff, but. I don't know how much of that bled into that, but that was more me just figuring out the program. I mean, just
1: hearing those names and you listen to a track like Gold Spark, yeah. I can definitely hear those inspirations. You know,
3: that's so cool. Mm-hmm. That's pretty wild. Yeah, that's a that's a cool album. That took us a pretty long time. We put a lot of effort into that. But
0: are you are you guys still pretty big OF fans, or are you kind of off that now? Do you still listen to everything they put out, or where where are you with a lot of Future now? I'm really. I think
3: I'm really the only one that like. I think it's die hard mostly to tyler like just in everything that he's done and earl but like i mean they've broken up so. i mean the
1: internet is dope too the sitting at amazing. the martian yeah i saw them uh last fall at the highland ballroom in new york i was at the same show as okay you. yeah yeah that was a dope show yeah i mean o f is the truth man talented kids out of there and it's cool to see how they've influenced people all the way from the west coast and we're sitting with two cats here from jersey Inspired by that movement and and that sound that they have out there.
0: Yeah, that I think their influence is completely undeniable. I find myself, and I think I'm a little older than everybody else on the show right now, but I like everything about Odd Future: the the movement, the T-shirts, the socks, and zoomies in the mall. I'm into mm-hmm. music. I some of it I could take or leave. It's not. It's all an for acquired me. taste. Yeah, it's, yeah, no, it's but, very. It's very like. But I, I will say this, and I think this shows what my, my friends think of me when the Tyler Yonkers video came out. I think it was five or six years ago at this point. Yeah. Before I ever heard anybody about of the future, somebody presented me on Facebook, oh, you're going to love this. And that's the one that's black and white. He hangs himself. He swallows a roach. He throws up. Oh, like, man. what kind of psychopath do you think I am? Why would I like this more than other people on your friends <laughs> yeah. list? Um, but I did like it. I think Tyler Tyler's yeah. pretty cool and creative. Um, I think Earl can rap in a way you can't really argue. Um, but he he's isn't.
3: crazy now Like now At his In his life He is on like He's on some other shit Yeah mm-hmm. I think it's one thing crazy, One I
0: thing think. that always Struck me about Odd Future Is kind of interesting They kind of pioneered as far as They wanted nothing to do With the generation Of rappers before them They had very yeah. They didn't care If Nas or Jay-Z Liked them or respected them They are like, we're, we're doing us You know mm-hmm. what I mean they, And then now Everybody's saying that You know Yachty's saying it Uzi Vert saying it But they were the first Like we're gonna be we'll take The punk rock idea Of screw everything That came before us yeah, And bring it to hip hop which nobody mm-hmm. did. But speaking of the future, I got a question for you guys, and I'm gonna segue into your radio show in a second. On one of the episodes I listened to, which I'm a big fan of Off Top Radio, I think you guys do a great job with that Thank podcast. You. But uh, you guys do something you don't hear a whole lot in the streetwear game. You kind of kind of critical of Supreme, right? And kind of the collabos they do. That's not I would all say great. C- cynical.
2: Okay, cynical's yeah. fair.
0: What, um, for people that don't know, Supreme is a, a 20 plus year old streetwear skateboard company based in New York City. They have stores in LA and Tokyo. Yeah, I stopped
1: at the LA shop when I was out there.
0: I, I have, strangely enough, one of my bucket listings. I've actually been in all three Supreme stores on oh, all the continents. Yeah, somebody. You went to the Harajuku one? Yeah. That yeah. is sick. Um, that is pretty sick. Pretty cool, that is so man. Sick. I, I didn't go to Japan for that. I was in Japan for something else and had to go because I was out there. Um, so I've been in all three Supreme stores that's Yay so for me That's not something A grown man should really be proud of But that's that's my life <laughs> no, So man, they've been around forever Well yeah And here's, here's my question to you guys You fucking what, hype beast <laughs> <laughs> well, No don't do
1: that The thing I'm is I, I'm gonna
0: I, I'm wrapping this podcast up early Because I gotta sleep outside From Yeezys tonight um, I'm not I'm not doing that That is not Something I'm gonna be doing tonight But um what what what's th- I, you, normally with Supreme? It's universal acclaim for the most part, right? right? What what's why do you guys look at that a little more critically than most people do? Then as Roddy well, says, hypebeast do. Look
2: at they—they they just did a fucking
3: collaboration
0: with Louis Vuitton.
3: I'm gonna—I'm not part of this. Okay.
2: All right, yeah, I'll I be fuck,
0: part of it. I love like, you will I punch like, one of the face su- for a box logo team. No, do no, know. Like, I don't, I don't Supreme really is cool, shit. but
2: it's like if everybody everybody loves it so much, it start I start to be like, all right, fucking why.
1: It's just commercialized. Now, that's it's that's just what I'm saying. Obvious. I'm, I'm bored. I'm fucking that. bored. Yeah.
2: They're not, oh, yo, you did a, a collaboration with Louis Vuitton? I hope it's $1,000 for the fucking jacket, and mm-hmm. I hope it resales for 10 and that's why streetwear is dead. See, no, it's Because funny you, because you guys can't say afford that. it as a skateboarder in the street. I will not be buying a jacket for $1,000. I don't even skateboard, right. and I know they cost about $50 a deck. And if you're good mm-hmm. at skateboarding, you're breaking decks, and you cannot afford... St- shit that is that expensive
1: right, right. that's completely that's, yo, fair
0: that's actually really true. i I, th- I think some of what supreme's done in the last say, five, seven, eight years something like that is almost what drake did with a hotline bling video of i'm so hot right now i'm gonna make ridiculous things and see if you'll ride with me you know what i mean like when they when they made a brick with the supreme logo on it and yo, it was reselling for a thousand dollars or a, a supreme wow. crowbar it's a literal it's just, fucking it's brick. a brick. <laughs> and it's just like, Look, what else can we put this box logo <laughs> on? And so I, I think to some extent cool, that's the Louis Vuitton collab that's coming out this summer. It's just like, let's collaborate with a company that has nothing to do with streetwear. W- would turn its nose up at streetwear and just see if we get people to lose their mind over it. I
3: mean, but say, you're, say you are the owner of a company, right? And you run your shit up to the acclaim that it's at, that Supreme's at. And it's like real high up. You want to keep taking steps, no? Like, that's you Yeah, well, yeah where, you do, but you, you lose...
1: Now? You you lose you, your you lose you lose you like compromise your integrity almost mm-hmm. and like it's since, fu- since we're on the topic of skateboarding yeah. like take um I'm not a skater but I have friends and acquaintances who skate right take for example when they put Wheezy on the cover of Trans World yep. uh the the skate magazine that's yeah. like disrespectful I don't know to young I kids fu- who nah. skate. To professionals who are out there Because that was such a prestigious thing To get to that cover, cover. Yeah. And you got a rapper who's been skating That's for true. two weeks I mean, it's all, it's <laughs> you, all you know yeah. it's all. It, it, it compromises the the integrity of the brand In my opinion Yeah You know I I, 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 don't I, know, I, I
3: think that shit, like I don't know is, I, I can see both sides Let me just
0: yeah. real quick Bring it to, to this podcast And the, the guests we have In the room right You guys right now Have your own thing your in-house producer, You're all good MCs You got the off The off-top movement Going on right If at some point Kanye hears Your song Cranium And decides he wants To use a piece on on his next album The way he did The uh, designer The future yeah. out, Right do you turn that down because Kanye's a big star? Fuck. No. Right. No and right, You put it in our stamp, but if, if, if Howard Stern hears this and wants to bring us over to XM Sirius, do we turn that down That's to keep what it I'm real? Saying. I don't you know can't. the answer to this. Yeah, I but don't, know. No, no, but what's, you well, you, what's you he, want he using to be a it? Man.
2: Is is he is Howard Stern it, buying this fucking podcast and then you got to you every week you got to do it naked because well, then yeah, you I have might to say, say no about we every 10 minutes. Exactly. Like if if buy Cranium, but instead of uh take a look at my mind, you have to say fucking Take a look at my behind yeez, or Take a look shit. at my yeez. Like, yeah, yeez. maybe no. Maybe I don't placement. want that to be my image. Okay.
3: So, like, there's there's a line. And oh, obviously, I, there's a line. Yeah. Like, w- you wouldn't just blindly agree, but I don't know. I feel like as a like as a company, if, if it's someone you look up to, say, because I like fashion, you know what I mean? Like, I guess a little more than the That's normal. why you still but have your not, jacket on. You're, but not, you're yeah. stunting. Mm-hmm. Whole fit on. I don't care if I'm sweating. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, like, I, I'd, I would say that. Say I don't, know, I don't know the most about Louis Vuitton, but I, I look up to them and, like, you know, the way they design their clothes and, like, who takes their photographs and that kind of stuff, like, their runway setup and all that shit. 100%. If I was to make – if I was, like, if Off Top was to be able to collaborate with Louis Vuitton, absolutely. If you look up to that person, I don't see why there's no – I'm sure – you know what I mean? Everyone from Supreme is, like, if we can work with Louis Vuitton, this is fucking awesome. Like, a personal goal. Right, and usually, if you have your own company, you're doing it for yourself first, and you hope anyone else can fuck with it. Right, so I think at that point they're probably like, "All right, Louis Vuitton, this is fucking sick. This is a
0: notch on my belt. Like, I'm gonna do this shit." I I think I'm gonna throw this out there. I'm gonna switch the topic. I think this drop that they do will be the most sought after, highest resale ever, only because of this reason. Dudes love Supreme. Their girls love Louis Vuitton. There's gonna be this is gonna be endless resales on resales on resales yeah. online just people flipping it because what's gonna happen is your girl that's mad at you because you go line up at Supreme every Thursday and she likes the Louis Vuitton bags now you got something you can do together and it becomes Supreme hype piece Louis Vuitton for the whole family yeah. which is the first time they've really done that to my knowledge oh, Okay, so <laughs> what we kind of covered Supreme you guys are obviously from that skateboard down the short culture what, what brands do you guys like who's better than Supreme what are you guys rocking you said you're in a fashion you do photography who's better right now Polo Classic, yeah, right? Polo's not slow. going anywhere, Every right? Every
2: day, polo. I, almost, I, would polo, I wear polo. I'm probably
0: wearing polo boxes right now. Can I? Uh, yeah. yeah. Let me ask you a serious yeah. question. As a polo head, as my like myself, <laughs> do you find USPA to be completely never acceptable oh under god. any circumstances?
1: Oh my <laughs> god! Don't even play yourself with that.
0: I'm, I I would never wear. It. I'm I, not even
1: a low dude like that. But don't don't play yourself with no USPA. It's not the same thing. It's really not.
2: I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> I'm okay, glad because so yeah, that's, that's, I think I'm on the same page.
0: It's not It's not Ralph, though. No, it's not. That's not it not it Ralph. ain't no Ralph. Who else, is, who else is hot? Polo, obviously, is timeless or granky. I'm half polo. joking,
2: but I do love to wear polo. Like, I'm not a polo head. Okay. I think they have sick clothes. But, yeah, no, maybe I'm not joking.
3: Polo is amazing. No, you're like, yeah, that's unconscious yeah. of you. You do, you just wear polo all the time. Yeah. You
0: guys have you know, stussy at all or not? Nah, uh, I think I have no I'm like, see stucy. the thing is it's <laughs> like when
1: at least for me like I, I grew up wearing ice cream t-shirts i got an stussy um not, never really bought supreme i never really liked supreme like that you know i didn't get on that wave but i've always appreciated streetwear but when you see it in stores like zoomies and Tillys, to me it takes away like that they that, that 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 exclusive, yeah. 10 deep, they have exclusive. I, I've always been on uh, I used, okay. to, be on, uh, I used okay. to be big on like keeping everything exclusive, yeah. you know? That's part of the You know, you, you yeah, get your I you get that. your That's Nikes, you the get the April. quick strikes. Ain't nobody gonna have those. You know? That's always been my style. So when I see it in stores like that, it's like, man, everybody's mm-hmm. on that wave. I don't even want to touch it anymore. Yeah. You know?
2: Speaking of waves, Freemax B. Yeah, Big <laughs> right bell. Free Maxi. Um,
1: Fair enough. Yeah, but moving on, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about Spring Singles Club, seven-track oh, uh, compilation project really that came out of. last year. Yeah. Um, I, I love the project. You know, I really enjoyed all the tracks. You know, um... The song that opened it is actually a track that featured both of you guys. Yeah, yeah. Harajuku. Um, Harajuku. Tell us a little bit about that, and what's where does that influence come from? That was uh, he picked
2: the beat out. Yeah, and I wasn't even supposed to be on that song. I was supposed to be Matt Green on that song, mm-hmm. and he showed me his verse. He was like, "All right, I need somebody else." He was like, "I'm trying to get Matt Green." I was like, "Listen, fuck Matt Green. I'm getting on this song. All right, he's <laughs> I, I'm I'm doing. I'm taking his spot." He was like, "All right, like no need to be so damn hostile, but <laughs> you can have yeah. it." So like I wrote him the verse. And I like I rapped it for him. He was like, "This is pretty good, but like I want you to rewrite it. Like it's not good enough." Mm. And I was like, "All right, all right." So like that was I was I was drunk like one night like later like a week or so later, and like he had driven drove me to my house. Yeah, we were in the we were in, his in my car. Dr- in my driveway. He played the beat. And He was like, "All right, like I want you to rap something." And I just started freestyling like hammered, drunk freestyling. And he was like, "That flow right there, record it. That flow right, here, we recorded I had, it." I secretly recorded yeah.
3: him while he was freestyling because he'll sometimes just like. Pull just out forget it. Like, yeah, yourself. like once you once you like forget about what you're doing and you kind of just go with the beat. Yeah, you just let like just out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and so he like he does that shit when he gets drunk sometimes. <laughs> so I was like, and we were, I wanted to get this song out because I had my my verse for it written for like a while. Okay, because so I found the beat yeah. and I liked it. So I, I mean, he did that, mm-hmm. and then I was like, I sent it to him. Was like use that flow but just like fill words in yeah and, and that's then, how it happened that's yeah. how, and
2: then I, it was actually my idea to do the Spring Singles Club and we did it like it wasn't a project per se but every week we dropped a new single nice I, mm. I like I like All when spring, people do that yeah. I'm a
0: fan of that we kind of keep you waiting for the next one it and at the of end of a month or two you have a collection yeah, in your what, iTunes yeah, or your phone or whatever it is
3: I mean if yeah I mean he brought it up and then like as we were doing it it was kind of reminding me of when Kanye did like the good fridays yeah,
2: yeah. so, so that's kind of that was like essentially about. the idea yeah but yeah. it was like every what what day was it, it, was, it was like wednesday friday. it was no, friday, friday friday all right I, think. Okay. Nice. Club, friday.
0: I, I whenever i talk like people that are in a collective like you guys are right i'm always curious about the process of how does it work how do you decide who's on what song do you guys compete to get on songs is it eric do you make a beat and decide this is definitely for uh knowing nonsense and parker or it's like let's all fight fight it out like how do you decide how do you why isn't every guy on every verse how do you decide it's good enough with two verses we're moving on to the next song how does that happen when you're dealing with five really talented people in one studio we're it's it's always different
3: we're fi- we're, yeah, we're still figuring yeah, still it out still right working now. that out we're like actually like in the midst and like of figuring that out like fully because that is
2: kind of bugged out that you asked that though because every single time we want to do a song together it's different like the like Harajuku was just a matter of like oh Green's not here all right I'll write a verse for it don't even fucking worry about it yeah. mm-hmm. there's there's songs where like I'll write it and I'll like ha- write half it and how, I'll how do you spit guys come
1: him? up with the title
2: Harajuku
3: Uh ah uh, that was just just because it had like a like a I don't know that's the, the sound, sound of the it ch- yeah the, the sound of, like just, outdoor like Japanese I like, is that yeah. what that is yeah, yeah I didn't know what that...
1: that I I knew I heard the noise before but I'm like damn like what I. Well, what is it? Like, all what do you call that? Yeah, it was yeah. just, like,
3: chimes, and I yeah. just, like, I don't know. I had that, like, mind state in my head. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, I just chose the, just the word because, like. Hurt. Yeah. Kind of brought you, yeah, you back to that. that yeah, Who kinda, is was Blank was just, Body? Blank Body is not someone that we fully know. I just, like, we found the beat online. Okay. Actually, okay. I don't know him at all. To, like, I don't know why I said fully do you know, him know him at all. No, I don't. I mean, I just, we, we saw the, I sent it. I, like, sent the song to him, asked him for permission. He never really got back, but. It's that's a passive. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes it's better
0: to apologize and ask permission. I mean, so so
3: I like I he makes really crazy, like just out there beats and I follow him on SoundCloud. So I just like heard it one day and I was like, I think I should just fucking write to this because I wasn't writing to anything at that point. So I was like, I need to start like doing something in this group, like writing a little more. So, I mean, he's just like a really cool producer.
0: Yeah, that that, uh, that group dynamic always intrigues me about groups like yours, where there's you know four or five guys that can all rap how you decide where a song ends. Because when I was much younger, I listened to the first Wu-Tang album. I'm a huge Wu-Tang fan. And Protect Your Neck is the only song album that's got all nine members on. It's like seven minutes, there's no chorus, it's just a straight seven-minute yeah. cypher. And I felt like if I was the RZA, every song would be that, because I wouldn't know when to cut people off. But I think that's one thing that, that separates people that are really good at what you guys do versus the collectors that don't work. Mm-hmm. They like RZA realized Cream needs a verse by Ray, a yeah. verse by deck and a hook by method man and that's it this we doesn't have, need old dirty have bastard on it you know Respect what I
2: mean? for each other in this group so like if someone says listen this verse is just not going to work you bite your tongue and it's it's it like sucks, it sucks but, yeah. but you're just like listen this for the best do you and guys ever like we don't have another song coming next i
0: was going to ask you do you guys ever get a verse cut from a group song and use it on a solo project or move it to the next group track uh, or is that, it just garbage when it goes that depends out depends on the
3: person depends, yeah, like depends, depends on whether they, they the want to take it over single. like we had yeah. a song that was all four of us that rap. And, I, like, I sang on the hook, and then Parker and Green did a verse, and Ant had a verse, too. Well, Northern Nonsense had a verse, too, but it just didn't really work. Just didn't fit, It just yeah. didn't really fit, like, because it was us three performing it live at first. And it's
2: not like we didn't try to make it work. So, yeah. like, it's not just, like, someone's like, that doesn't work, and it was like, yeah, fuck that, it doesn't work. We're, <laughs> we're all like, all right, let's, like, get it recorded, let's put it on there, and if it doesn't work, then honestly, <laughs> doesn't work. We played it live,
3: yeah. like, three or four times, and from there, we just kind of got the feel that, like, that's how it should be, so we just kind of left it. You know, you don't want to fuck
0: with the feeling of it too much. Yeah. If, it, if
3: it works the first time and people hear it like that, you just kind of leave it.
0: Appreciate mm. that input, because I'm yeah. trying to work Rodney hey. out of this podcast as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, Parker,
1: can you tell us a little bit about uh, Diner Booth? Diner Booth? Oh, bro, what
2: do you want to know? I just... I had heard Adam. the beat. Actually, this is wild. A lot of these produced by Adam. It's such a cool That's beat. one of my favorite tracks, too, on Thank the project. Yeah. Oh, fuck, man. No one ever tells See, me they I, really like that him. one. What the fuck? Nobody at all ever tells me they like that one. You're out of your mind. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm just playing, but um, I had heard the beat. I was that we were sitting in Eric's basement, and I because Lovely was just running through beats because he's um, prolific. He just always, always got him. And he was playing. This was like just about a year ago, and I was like, "Yo, stop this!" And I'm rapping. I'm rapping. I'm rapping. Send me the beat. He sends it to me. I get home that night. I sit down. Yo, roll up my sleeves. Yo. <laughs> nothing had nothing <laughs> mm-hmm. took me like forever to write it and then so like i'm in my basement because i had lived in new york for like two years and i'm well at this point i was like just back on break or something and i'm rapping i'm rapping i can't get it like, i couldn't catch it and then finally like you know i got it and it was just a wave very mm-hmm. very easy but um yeah there's a lot of lines that was one of the songs that i felt like i started really telling the truth on songs like last september i loved you, um. know there's some shit that's not true on there either Mm -hmm. but yeah it felt it felt real like a lot of things started to feel really real for me on that song and that's like where i've been trying to build from
0: over the past year
1: yeah that's what it sounded like man that's why i like it so much thank you um
0: i'm gonna ask you about another song that i like it's Totally different direction, but I like feel like gear feel a gear. lot, man. What, what, yeah. ha- how does that happen? Are you a feel like how does that? How's that guy a guy your age round about is is the first feel?
1: first.
2: I'm wearing them right now. These are the first feelers I ever owned. But like my man worked for Fila for a little
0: while,
1: okay. and I was we. we you got to get those stack houses, man.
0: Yeah, stack houses are good. I got a pair of Grand Hills at home I still bring out every once in a while. See, I'm not even going to like make Act myself like you know. make yeah. myself look like a <laughs> sucker. I don't know
2: shoes like that. But, but in, in
0: the uh, the artwork for the single, you're feel-out, right? You got yeah, pans, yeah, you a sweatshirt yeah. on.
2: You can bet I return that $150 sweater <laughs> yeah. to, to the next right. day, Urban Outfitters. Urban yeah. Outfitters. Yeah. Yeah. How did you
0: know? Because uh, yeah. I thought about buying it, but I'm, like, I'm going to wait till it gets a clearance rack, and it never made it to the clearance no, like, rack. Apparently, it's, you that's got it before I got Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. But, uh, yeah, Eric shot the cover for that. It's amazing. That but That yeah. was such a rough day That was, shoot. yo, ooh, oh my that, God. I mean, emotionally, that was yeah, a bad we got place a, we for got, us. I mean,
3: we finally got, like, a good shot out of it. Yeah. But that was, like, an hour of just... Sweating. Shooting and, and kind of, like, every other shot, I would just put the camera down, and we would look at each other and go, what the fuck are we yeah. doing right now?
2: The night before I drank, like, I wanted to die. It was... Yeah, it was yeah. terrible, so... But Feel the Gear, just... I, I was... Like, I started it around the line, um... College the boy. I got it for the free because my man made the sneaks off a college degree, like because he was Ooh, working for. I like uh, that. That Yeah, it. yeah I like very, that. It's great. It's great. So yeah, I'm actually going to see him tomorrow in Seattle. I'm leaving on a 7 a.m. flight because oh, now, nice. okay. now he's working for uh, this marathon running company, marathon shoe company.
0: Awesome, man. Appreciate you That's coming dope. out the night before your trip out to the of course, West Coast. I'll probably get hammered after this, actually. <laughs> 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 what? Uh, I guess, I guess that, that that covers your music pretty well. Then we got it kind of, you know, got it even I well, mean, right I, right I
1: right, just wanted right. to share with the listeners, man. Take take some time out to listen to this. Uh, you know, the album we discussed and a seven track compilation joint. Um, sonically, I think my favorite track is Kaiser Blade. Ooh. So, that if you guys so listen to.
3: Ant will be so happy Like, um,
1: it, it kind of reminds me of the Grim scene in England with okay. artists like Stormzy and Skepta, Dizzy Rascal. It kind of gave me that type of energy. I think I heard a Fight Club snippet in there. Yes. Um, we the middle You know, Diner Booth, Harajuku, we covered. Um, Forest Spirit, Liquors, I like that as well. Um, and I like that little Bruce Lee excer- excerpt at the outro also. I thought that was pretty cool. But overall, man, it was a really dope project, and Cranium is cool too. I was just gonna say that was going kind of like production on that. That's, That's Graves and Oshi. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because
0: that that beat is perfectly matched to the yeah, verses. Yeah, The beat kind of makes you feel like you're going into someone's mind, and you guys boring. just murder That's the tight. verses on that. Um, it's, yeah, like, that might be my to favorite to song you guys have.
3: Fucking Anthony and Matt. Those dudes rap their ass off. Yeah, they went after it on that one. They really do. Mm-hmm. I don't think people give. Matt enough credit sometimes I don't know maybe they I maybe give they just do but credit. I mean like <laughs> he, when he shows us he new dude, songs he really raps his fucking ass
2: sometimes
0: off. I have to take my shirt off and just leave <laughs> <laughs> so you know we obviously go check out that that album everything you guys have up in SoundCloud is worth listening to one thing you have on SoundCloud which I really like and not a lot of groups do this you have your own radio show. Um, been at it for close to a year now. I'm yeah, gonna guess something weeks. like that. so yeah. 30 weeks. in Congratulations, um, and the reason why I like to do this, I always feel like if if a, there's a solo artist, it's really just figure out what that one guy or girl is about by listening to a couple of their songs, right? In a group or a collective, it's much hard, much harder, right? Yeah, because I'm right. trying to let you only get a fifth or a fourth of the song. So at the end of a couple, I'm kind of wait, which guy was that? Whose voice is that? Who produced what? But the radio show really spells it out. It's like oh these are the guy's personalities. Yo, this is who does what. Um, you. so I listen to a couple episodes and I feel like I knew. You guys real well so I think you guys are really latching onto that and making use of a tool that a lot of people at your stage in the game don't make use of because you can make fans right away like that but like I hinted at the beginning of the show Off Top is, is I'm going to say bigger than music right you guys are more than musicians you got a I'm lot saying. of stuff going on at once talk about some of your other endeavors whether it's top quality merch the podcast uh whatever whatever else you got going on besides music
3: uh yeah uh, yeah merchandise I mean I'd like to make clothes I'm starting to like, you know. I'm just, I'm. It's really like the start of the clothes, but I really enjoy, like, I would say fashion, but more just making like our own shit to wear. I think it's sick to like just have your own clothes, but we do clothes. He does the Parker and uh, Kyle Securis, who's the other host on the podcast. They do the podcast. We do. I mean, I want. I want like, if I, you know, what I mean, I want to eventually get into a lot of shit like. Not, not just clothing Take like. your time
1: No, Do Try to do everything No, one I know thing You gotta time, no, I, you know? Don't wanna, yeah, I don't wanna
3: I don't wanna fuck big. around And make something That's not evolved.
1: And don't waste money be, Don't waste money Me not, running no, GardenStateHipHop.com okay. I put a lot of money In the wrong spots You know And I'm making up for it Seven years into the game And being more strategic In terms of business And doing things With product And putting events together yeah. You know So make sure You do everything carefully And feed off of each other You know
0: yeah. That's good advice Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you they definitely take that to heart, um, Parker. What, about you? what else you got going on outside of music? Oh, bro, man,
2: you know I'm just dealing with heartbreak. No, I'm just <laughs> playing. <laughs> uh, I'm only half kidding about that. But um, we want to do so much, bro. Like it, the reason I really started off Top radio is because I have so many talented people in my life. I have so many people that, whether whatever they do, I think that they're incredible at it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I love, I love doing radio stuff. I love talking for an hour it's very natural but also like we he's also
3: like the only person i know that can talk (laughs) talk forever yeah like he's really good at it thank you but yeah we want to do like we
2: want to do everything like we you can see how much time we take for things and how much we really really care about this shit because you can you could see it in our instagram like, Eric is... Hey, he, what's
1: the Instagram for the listeners? Off Top Kills. Okay. Wonder everything word. Off
2: Top Kills. Wonder and that's word.
0: the main website, too, right? Yeah, that's yeah. the best yeah. website to com, yeah. Okay. But, like, you can
2: tell just in the way... I, I always like to say this, that Eric sitting right next to me is, like, our quality control. If some shit is not good enough, it's not going out. If some shit is visually not there, it's not going out. Everything that you see goes through this guy right next to me, and he's the reason that it's that everything looks so good and sounds so good. Like this, it's 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 the little things, and that's what we focus on. We want to do everything right, but we're incredibly attentive to detail. Yeah,
3: I would say to the point where it can drive you fucking crazy. But <laughs> yeah, I've definitely I'm definitely OCD when it comes to shit that I want to make sure it comes out right. And like you know, what I mean, I want to make sure people see it how I see it that's because I edge. see it in like a in a real high way. So.
0: Yeah, man, you stay on that grind. Just don't drive yourself completely insane nah, doing yeah, it. Yeah. No, yeah. But yeah, try you not guys too. definitely got to keep a very high quality control. It's cool to know that Ice Cream Eric is in charge of that. And yeah. he's the kind of last state before we get it as fans or customers. Um, To wrap up, what do you guys have next? You got a ton of stuff out musically together, solo projects. You got a podcast that's 30 weeks strong. I'm going to assume that's going to keep going. Yeah. What else? What else Yeah, There's a new project coming out, uh, shows. What do, what do we got coming up?
2: We got Uh, Boston in a few days. We have, we're we're playing Boston for the first time in a few days, which is incredibly exciting. We played Brooklyn a few days ago, which is amazing. Uh, I got a project coming out called Joints. It's just a little EP of Joints that just fucking need to come out. Mm -hmm. Um, Eric's got a single coming out. We have a single as a group coming out. I'm
3: working on songs. It's it's slow, but it's it's going. We should have, um, we should be playing more shows in like New York.
2: Yeah, I mean we have we have so much coming. I, back in November we released a website, some shirts. I released two singles. Antoine, uh, nonsense released a single, and I said we own November, but I think off top is gonna own the spring. Okay. I think okay. We have three projects coming out between us by the summer. We should have our LP. We're gonna keep doing the podcast. We we'll ha- we should have another run of clothes. We just we're working. Now we got a manager who fucking
3: yeah, Adrian Cohen yeah,
2: who's amazing. She's not afraid to not be our friend and tell us get the fuck up because she got me out of bed so I'd go to this Brooklyn show. That mm-hmm. should that shouldn't be something she has to do, but she does it,
1: right? So. Good
0: man. So it's now you guys surround yourself with the right people. Definitely have a great vision. Definitely a lot of visions coming to fruition already. Um, Rodney, what else you got for these guys, man?
1: I think I'm good, man. I love <laughs> the conversation. Um, no, I, I, I want to ask. You know, when I listened to the music, I was trying to figure out who who does this sound like. You know, our future is, is a group. I thought of a collective. Probably, you know, I'm sure you guys hear that a lot.
0: And for me, also, I even thought of D12 a little bit. I, 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 I <laughs> that's would, so, oh, that's <laughs> so cool. I was going to say Eminem, but now you bring it up. But the, well, the idea there's a lot of them. I think D12 definitely yeah. works. Yeah, so, um,
1: I've never heard that That's before. so funny. So, so it's
0: like, well, it. what do you guys say to
1: people that compare you to those type of groups?
2: When I had There was this guy, he'll remain nameless. He wanted to be our manager last year and he walked he like yeah we were walking around we were in i was in new york i had go gone to see him and he was like i want to be your manager blah 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 and so i was like all right what's the first what do you want to do for us because i didn't know him that well it's not like someone i've just i didn't think we needed a manager at that point we probably mm-hmm. didn't last year but he was like our biggest thing needs to be like separating you from off top our future see it's a slip of the brain but i was like i right then i was like listen if you listen to our music and if you actually just look at us we're not them and they're five years past like just like they did we're going to do the same burn the dead you know what i'm saying not that they're mm-hmm. dead but like we're new and we have a whole different steeze than
3: they do mm-hmm. yeah i don't think i don't think it's i, don't, I mean i guess since i at first was the one to like put a lot of the shit out and like be quality control i guess maybe that like slipped through just cuz i was like a huge fan but i don't okay. think i don't think that shit still works now i don't really think you could say it like i mean maybe in the energy that we have at our shows you could say that mm-hmm. but i don't really think like quality wise song wise like content and shit i don't think it's too i think we close. have more
2: better rappers than i don't really had. honestly i don't mm-hmm. even
3: know and i don't want to sound like high money, but i don't really know who the fuck we really sound like at all mm-hmm. like i guess d12 is just so fucking funny to me i think that's sick but i love that mm-hmm. yeah i don't really i don't really know i think uh we just like do do what we have to do i feel like it's not not often you see like four five like kids like of our nature like doing this so it's a little weird but yeah. but it's cool i think it's working working out it should be yeah, and i
2: hate to get so hard-headed like i just did before but i think i think we have something special if they're like if you listen close and i and i'm i'm not saying that you don't see that but that's what i tell people when they mm-hmm. say oh you sound like this no one likes to hear that shit right yeah but it is cool to hear that we sound like d12 i fuck with that, a yeah, lot. I fuck with that. <laughs> yeah
0: heavy
3: that's so. just funny as hell
0: yeah, man. So I guess that that's gonna do it, man. We got, I think we got everything we can out of just about half of off top. We learned all about you guys' background, influences, where you are right now in the game, which is obviously a very good place to be. Just signed up with a manager. We got shows coming up all up and down the East Coast. It sounds like website's doing well, Shirts are doing well. Uh, we're gonna wrap it up. You guys want to spit for us a little bit?
2: Yeah, well, yeah you, got, you, got the the you got a got a beat for me. You need a beat, Matt. <laughs> Oh, hold up, Eric, can you do the beatbox? How are the levels on the beatbox? Are we re-
3: really? Yeah. Mm, oh, fuck. God damn it. I haven't had to do this since high school.
1: <laughs>
2: Here we go. Bring Wait, it in. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Want me to try it? How are his levels? Dude, dude. <laughs> 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 no, no, give me that other one.
3: Ah oh, fuck, dude. I don't know. You got it. Uh...
2: never seen no, I get, I get, I get never see no, I get never seen no backlash from a pussycat dash on the interstate, rap slash face G train, feeling like a G, in the Uber in the rain, I have been trying to get this money so I have to take the train, yo send the coupon for the paint, man a yellow on the 911, make my mother faint, make my brother double take, make my father say you crazy in Miami, and Israeli, in the whip, that's not Mercedes but you thank it. fuck that, put it on the culture. The Frisco for the steaks, lemonade for the mimosas. I'm from the Garden State where you broke broken, still you boastin'. boasting. Are you at the junior college putting coke inside your nose? A bag of holes with scoliosis. My squad slipping discs at my shows. and ah. my school, slipping dick to my profs. Hey, break uh. phone. She told me never call the phone. Morning breakfast, eggs and toast. When I was trying to leave a crib, a kitty pissed inside my loafers.
0: Hey, there hey. it is. There it is. Clock. You had the Juice Crew. You had yeah. Wu-Tang. You had Bootcamp Click. You had ASAP Mob. And now you have Off Top Hill. Let's go. Oh, my God. Me, hey, let's Save wrap you. this one up. For Rodney C., I'm Angelo Gingerelli. And we'll see you in the next time of the a Podcast.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Peace and love.